Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rogers. Today I want to take you through a journey on fitness and finance. One of the most important assets you can have when it comes to living an abundant, healthy lifestyle is your mindset. Making sure that your mind is right at all times. And in order to get to that place, sometimes we have to unlearn some of the stuff we learned growing up. Sometimes the adults that taught us were trying to protect us. And many times, things that we might have learned from those adults might not really apply today. Yet, we still believe in those things. The sayings still ring true. And it might actually be causing you to look at the world from a scarcity angle. Whereas what we really need to be doing is telling ourselves this world is a beautiful, abundant place. And we deserve to be wealthy, well, happy, healthy. Trying to integrate fitness and finance. It's been one of my passions. This episode was recorded in 2020 during the pandemic and it's about some of the sayings you heard growing up, some of the experiences I had based on my book, Wealth Hacking Secrets, and I hope you enjoy. I want to address this idea of mindset and help you start to examine, clear away some of the old thoughts. You know, the thoughts that pop up in your mind when you hear about a money concept or, you know, you bring up certain feelings that are reinforcing beliefs that you might not even know are at play. So relying on ideas implanted in your head as a youngster is not the most effective approach to building wealth. As a child, it makes sense that you believe your family and friends at face value. But as you grow older, you owe it yourself to really take a closer look at all that. And you might come to gain some, you know, real insight into some of their motives. So, you know, a lot of times people are trying to protect the kids. They don't want to show them about this, that, and the other thing. Um, And sometimes whether it's unconscious or not, they choose to tell you about these things or tell you things to scare you from deterring you, you know? So I'm reminded of this movie. It's um, an Adam Sandler movie, Waterboy, And he is Bobby Boucher, right? He loves his mama. And as an adult, he keeps listening to everything, believing everything that he's ever told her. And then during the course of that movie, you know, he starts to learn that uh, maybe some of the stuff mama's been telling him aren't, um, totally true you know especially when it comes to girls and you know she's kind of jealous of her boy of course so (laughs) anyways funny movie um but you know you just go through life believing everything that everyone teaches you and if someone's not good at something you know then you learn that from that person so you know that's the problem with the u.s um, education system right now is you know they just really don't 
teach this stuff and kids are believing, you know, whatever they see, you know, in a rap song or, you know, who knows? I mean, I was listening to NWA uh, in my bedroom and they were teaching me about money too short, <laughs> you know, all that as a kid, um, you know, and that, that, uh, you know, happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next clear your mindset. Okay. So this is the place to start hacking your reality is in your mindset, clearing your mindset. So I define, I define wealth as health family, happiness, and success, right? So everyone may have a different take on what it means to be happy and successful, but I've sat together with over a thousand different people at this point um, where I sit down with folks, learn about what success means to them. In these private client groups I've got, you know, we go through some exercises and try to revamp ideas on things that we were thought, we were taught as kids, right? So there are a few examples of unexamined thoughts that might be getting in your way as you start this process, okay? And I'm going to go over some of them with you. It's kind of fun. It's a little bit of an exercise. I know I've been going kind of serious on my grandpa and all that stuff, so I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. So here it is, one of the sayings. The first one is, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And does that ring true for you? Because my wife is a cautious person and she's like, yeah, everything is a scam. Like everyone's trying to get over on you. And if it's too good to be true, then it definitely is. Myself, a lot of people would say the same as my wife, but I choose to look at the other side of that coin, of course, and take the approach that this is kind of automatic thinking that can lead you um, to becoming too conservative, right? And you might miss out on opportunities because you never quite take that risk. And so think about in the early 90s where there was these technology companies, right? Where many of the companies were just getting started and some of them turned out to be and still are the most successful companies in the world. And if you'd had a chance to invest in one of these companies back then and you didn't take advantage of it, then that's on you. You made that choice not to do that and you would have missed a boat. So um, if it sounds too good to be true, like, hey, there's this thing that could just kind of think for you and do all your math and all that stuff, you, you wouldn't even believe it. Oh, they're going to talk for you. You can just dictate this thing and they're just going to type it out and put it in a different language. I mean, all this stuff is insane at this point. And if you think it's too good to be true, then you might, you know, you need to think twice about that. I think anything is possible at this point and we're doing some pretty cool stuff. So, okay. Second saying, money doesn't grow on trees. And it doesn't, literally, anyways. But think about that as a kid. You know, you hear that all the time. Money doesn't grow on trees, you know. And you're just like, oh, okay. But think of, you know, we have this little saying drilled into our heads. And meanwhile, there's farmers out there. I mean, in, in western Washington or eastern Washington growing apples and Wenatchee. Um, even now with the cannabis business, you know, there's farmers all over the world. And their money pretty much growing on those trees you know if they have a bad crop then they don't get paid you know maybe they got insurance and things like that but 
you just take any plant of any kind and, you know, it's not really dollar bills, but it's like, you know, there's money growing on them trees. <laughs> and the point is you can come up with a ton of different opportunities if you really think about it and something just, if you just open your mind, um, something you were taught might be holding that back a little bit. Okay. Next thing, you have to spend money to make money. So you do have to invest in yourself, right? Investing in your business, investing in your education. You know, people don't do that, tend to become part of someone else's plan. Small business owners, they know it can be expensive to hire somebody, but that human, paying for that human being that can help you become more productive is also often what it takes to make businesses more successful, right? So spending money to develop yourself on books, education, coaching programs, that's going to pay off down the road and it's going to improve your ability to make more money in the future. So the sharper you can get those skills, the more money you stand to make. And so just constantly be working on yourself, but you do have to spend money to make money. So don't be afraid to invest in yourself. That's the point of that one. So here's another thing. So best things in life are free. That's true, you know, but some shiny objects are really cool too, right? So <laughs> you got to really know that there's two sides to every coin. So as a kid, you know, I would see other kids in their brand name clothes, you know, gotcha t-shirts. And I was going to JCPenney's, you know, my mom was, I was buying, you know, whatever was there. <laughs> it was like not the good stuff. And so I failed to realize in that point what I did have, right? I had this strong family structure. I had parents who were always there for me. My mom and dad are still married to this day. Talk about stability. You just really don't realize until later on in my 20s, you know, that I had a really good thing going. And yet I was jealous of all these other kids for their things, you know, and it's just stuff. But, you know, that's how things go, and, and especially here in the U.S., right? It's material. So in the tw in my 20s, I had a good income as a stockbroker. I blew most of that money. I had no good – I had some good investments. I actually owned uh, Microsoft and Apple, but I ended up having to sell those stocks because I got sick, right? So I didn't have disability, and I got sick, and my – income went away and so now I had to sell my assets and just like my grandpa and I had to learn that the hard way so yes you know I want to help people make um, good decisions I want to help them avoid some of these horrible decisions and at least you got to understand what these decisions are so that's my job really is just make sure you know what your choices are and then you can choose yourself you know so you, this is build your own financial plan so i'm helping you i'm doing it with you uh, but you really have to do it yourself at this level so my wife 100 percent believes that wealth is family friends happiness health rather than the accumulation of money right so um, I've got money goals. I'm a money guy. I always have been, um, but that's just me. You know, you don't have to be a money person, but this book will help help you with, you know, protecting yourself 
on the downside. Even if you don't want to be super rich, you just don't want to end up super broke. <laughs> you know, that sucks. So, you know, or sitting there, you know, having to sell all your assets to pay for your sickness, which is what I did, which is what my grandfather did. And I just don't want that to happen anymore to people. So, all right. So the best things in life are free. Agreed, you know, but money's good. Money's good too. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be a broke dick. So anyways, okay. A penny saved is a penny earned. Yeah, I did, you know, I, this wasn't a huge one for me when I was a kid. I didn't really understand what this meant, this saying, but I know my grandpa taught me to save money early. Paying yourself first, you hear that a lot. Every time a dollar comes into your world, if you were to put away 10 cents of it and bank that over the course of your lifetime, you would be ultra wealthy, right? So every time you earn a dollar, you just put 10% in the bank. You'd be loaded. Many people will never figure this out until they're in their like 50s, right? So just if you're early, my daughter, she started working at Starbucks. She's got, you know, she's 16. She's got like four or five grand saved up and she just started this summer. So if she just saves that for the rest of her life and does and 10 cents out of every other dime she earns for the rest of her life, she's going to be freaking loaded. I'm going to be borrowing money from her. Um, but the rule of 72 is this formula you can use, right? And it tells you how quickly you can double your money by being invested, right? So let's do the rule of 72. So you divide the interest rate of anything into 72 and it's going to tell you how long it will take that investment to double in value. So let's do an example, right? With 10% rate of return, you divide that into 72. Every 7.2 years, your investment will double if you're getting 10%. Now, I'm not telling you you can get a 10% rate rate of return. Raymond James, you know, compliance, get off me. I'm, I'm not saying that. That's a math example. So if you're doing 2.2%, it's going to take you 10 years to double. So you divide... 7.2% into 72 and your investment will double every 10 years. You know, so my daughter is going to be rich if she just kind of keeps that money growing at 7.2%. <laughs> Even if she gets half of that, Raymond James, 3.6% per year, you know, 20 years, she's going to have a bunch of dough. Especially if she keeps putting it in there. Compound interest, magical. And, you know, the earlier you get started, the better off the results. So that's that. A penny saved, penny earned. Got it. Next, you can't take it with you. Now, some people, you know, I meet with a lot of different people. Some people spend every dime that comes their way until they're just broke. And they're, I can't take it with me, Andy. In fact, they're not going to take anything with them. They're going to have somebody paying their bills like the government or something like that. You know, and I saw that too. It sucks. That's horrible. You don't want to spend down your last asset and then have somebody have to refinance their house to put you in the ground. That's not a good way to treat your family. So there are also people out there that just want to leave a legacy, right? They don't spend anything and they sit around mending their own pillows. That's crazy talk. I don't need that either. That's I don't want you to do that because you don't need to do that you can have somebody mend your pillow for you that's going to be okay and i'm not going to put that in this uh, audiobook 
because um, I don't want to discourage anybody from doing that if they want to. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Okay. So you, you can't take it with you, right? So some people spend every dime that comes their way. And, you know, some people just don't enjoy themselves. So, you know, you want to be somewhere in the middle there. Here's another one. Mo money, mo problems. So I didn't learn that early in life, but it's actually from 1997. Biggie Smalls, uh, notorious B.I.G. It rings true that... The wealthier you get, the more problems you seem to have. But, you know, my wife and I were laughing about that recently. And, you know, what we came to realize is it's not that saying is not exactly true. What it is, is as you get more money, the problems are just different. Life has problems, you know, (laughs) I don't care how much money you have or how much money you don't have. You're going to have problems. It's just how you deal with them. Right. And that's it. If you got money and you're happy and you got a good abundant mindset, you're going to deal with problems easier. You're going to slough them off and be like, yeah, okay, I got through that. I learned from that. I'm not going to do that again. And then some people just dread on it and they sit around and dwell and, oh my gosh, (laughs) my partner and I were talking about that last week. Some of these clients that are just this woe is me, you know, what's that character from Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore? Like, oh, boo, (laughs) you know, and everything's happening bad to them because that's how they are all the time. You're just like, yeah, what do you think was going to happen? Be happy, dude. (laughs) You got a bunch of dough. All right. Uh, You get what you pay for, right? So, man, I'm drinking cheap beer. I got Rainier here. I love my Rainier beer, but there's really good beers out there (laughs) and you could pay a lot for a beer. Um that's, you know, you can lose money on stuff that's super cheap because you have to keep buying it over and over again. If you buy cheap shit, then it's going to come back to you. And, you know, you don't always have to buy the cheapest of the cheap and you don't have to buy the best of the best. I, I, you know, I got, I like some nice things, you know, but I also like cheap things and it's not, you know, so I got this fan I use an example here in my front room. It's probably sitting right next to me. It's a Vornado. It's just a fan, you know, but it's expensive. And dang, this thing has been around for 20 years. It works the same way as when I first got it. And it's still sitting there working good. 20 years, I only paid 40 bucks for it, but I would probably would have bought 10 of those crazy, silly box fans that break down every year, you know, and that's just an example. So you know, buy a good suit <laughs> and it will last way longer than a crappy suit guaranteed. Well, actually Raymond James, I'm not guaranteeing anything. So a bad suit can last a long time too, I guess. So, <clears throat> All right. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? So sometimes these religious beliefs, I grew up uh, in a Lutheran background, um, biblical sayings, you know, get drilled into your head as a child. And generally they carry negative connotations uh, for that person around money, right? Like money is evil and wealthy people are evil and something's wrong there or bad, you know? And to me, can't be further from the truth, man. I've seen the nicest wealthy people do the nicest things with their money. And they're, you know, all about their religion, you know? And so... 
there's many glorious things to see on this planet. But I want to go see them, you know, and I can't get there without cash. I need money to go see these places. It just, you can't go there for free. I mean, you can, but you're just not going to, I mean, how do I travel there? So anyways, um, you know, it's not evil that I want to go see the pyramids or whatever. Um, so just know that if you grow up thinking those things, you're just going to repel money. Like if you think it's evil, then all of a sudden it's going to be evil. <laughs> That's what you think of it. But it's not, you know. You can do all things in moderation. You can get a lot of money together and then give it all away. And that's going to feel great. And it's going to help a lot of people. And so that's not evil. That isn't a good thing that you just did with all the money that you just got. So it's all about your mindset. So hackyreality.com. I'm going to go into more of this. I mean, this is kind of a fun exercise. I'm riffing a little bit on it. This is the audio version of the book. I know I've been taking forever, so I'm just going to keep going into the next chapter. But check out HackyReality.com. That'll be fun to do some exercises and try and mess around with your mindset a little bit and just change how you're thinking about some of that stuff. If you don't like the way your things are going, if everything's going great for you, right? You don't have to think anything different. But if you're not happy with your money situation and you're financially having issues, you might have to think about where you got those issues from and then change it. Hack, hack it up. Get rid of some of that stuff or think the opposite. You just think 100% the opposite and see what happens. You know, and just mix it up. <laughs> if you don't like what's happened in the past the present is a perfect time to do something different and it's just the opposite of what you've been doing okay enough of that so become an expert on your own situation this is like the number one hack right you just need to get in there and understand what's going on with your deal seven steps that i outline in this preface are going to go a long ways to help you grow and preserve your money and start you to change your mindset about how you manage your money. So once you start replacing some of your old ideas about money with a sense of gratitude and appreciation and happiness and excitement, you are going to give yourself a boost in the right direction. These things will get you to the place of being your own expert. And not being frightened when you receive things. When you get stuff, you're going to be like, thank you. That's awesome. I totally deserve this, <laughs> you know. And that's not bad. That's a good thing to feel that way. It feels great when you get something. You like receiving stuff. And then if you give it back, you manage the risk properly, and then you give that back, you feel even better. You got it. You felt good. And then you give it to somebody else, and now you feel great. That's awesome. I mean, just keep doing it. <laughs> you know, flow with abundance. It's flowing through all of us. And just be an expert on it. Just know what you want, narrow it down, and then do that every day. I know, I know, it's hard. It's hard. So that's what we're going to talk about. What I truly want to do is equip people, equip them to build their own financial plan just like this. Change their mindset build their build their wealth do it themselves you know and yeah they can come see me and I'm my partners we got plenty of help we can help you out you know or you can do it yourself you know but 
just get in there and learn this stuff and I'll teach you. And if you want to pay, you can learn faster. And if you want to grind, then you can do it yourself. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine. I grind, I grinded. I got it. I know we were grinding. We've grinded and I'm trying to give you the hack to get around the grinding, man. No, no more grinding. You don't need to grind. Just become an expert on your own situation. Hack that old crappy mindset and let's do this. Let's be friends and make some fun times. <laughs> do good stuff together, man. Come on. So I created a lot of resources around this stuff. Financialadvisor.com get you in touch with high quality financial advisors, accountants, attorneys in your area. They can help you get started. Or, you know, if you don't want to do that, perhaps, you know, you're uncomfortable, you've got negative connotations of Wall Street types or people with suits, you know, and all that stuff. I gotcha. You know, I'm trying not to wear suits anymore. Uh, you then, there's three things I want you to understand. Okay. Three, just. If anything, you take away three things, this is it. Financial planning, it's essential. If you fail, if you fail the plan, you plan to fail, right? Many people spend more time planning their vacations than they do their financial plan, right? Their future, their retirement, their rest of their lives. They've spent more on their vacations than they've thought about that. And shifting your mindset around this necessity could make a huge difference. Second thing. Two, tax planning. As we discussed, the IRS can slow down the accumulation of wealth faster than anything. And mitigating these taxes wherever possible are going to ensure that you've got wealth that you need not only to live as you want, but to leave a legacy if you want to, too. If you want to impact the next generation or generations to come, you can do that. You can influence from the grave. And you can do that by three. The third thing, estate planning. So how can you make a real impact on the world when you're no longer here? And some people say, you know, can't take it with you. And you may not care about that. But my wife, for example, has the viewpoint that she honestly doesn't care what people say about her when she's not here anymore. <laughs> she doesn't care. I do. I want to have an impact for some reason. I don't know. I'm just driven something inside of me. Maybe it's my grandpa, right? The impact I'm hoping to have or the hoping to make for one thing is to have taught some people of all these things that I went through. I got to have been through them for a reason. So I just want to show them, don't do this. <laughs> you, you don't need to go all the way down to being bedridden and angry, you know, uh, there's tenants in these financial planning steps that I'm going to show you. And if you just listen, um, you'll be better off than I was. <laughs> just put it that way. The information in this book's been compiled and compressed into an easy to use program. It's about educating and empowering the average American, but could also help with high network, high net worth people business owners, other financial professionals. You know, there's people out there looking for different ways to teach these things to other people. 
So I want to show those people how to build a comprehensive financial plan. I'm doing it using the standards put together by the CFP board, Certified Financial Planning. I'm taking the information I learned from there when I've been studying it for the last, you know, well, I've been doing it 20 years, but studied the CFP, you know, in the last couple of years. And I'm going to take that and, you know, distill it down into a set, a simple program that the average person can do. What I learned when I studied from my CFP, I'm going to arrange it into tidbits that can be useful for the average American. And the other place I'm, I'm getting some of this information from is the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. So CPAs are highly educated around taxes and IRS rules. And as a CFP, you kind of study that stuff, but I'm not an accountant. You know, as tax laws change, it's very important you hire a good CPA or at least have someone in your life that understands tax issues, right? So again, you can go to financialadvisors.com. It's A-D-V-I-S-E-R-S, financialadvisors.com to look for a tax advisor. So I'm going to have financial advisors, I'm going to have accountants, and I'm going to have attorneys all on that one website. You can find a good one there. Another profession, you know, that's the... Uh, that's the accountants, the attorneys, uh, you know, you want a good estate planning attorney to draft up your documents. Every state is going to have its own rules. So get a local attorney. If you don't pay close enough attention to some of that stuff and you're growing your wealth, the IRS can come along and just take a huge chunk of your estate. And so can the states. So you just got to know what you're doing and have your documents in place for that. So understanding those rules, working with someone who understands those rules, super important. I've distilled all these elements down into seven fundamental topics. Easy enough, they could be taught in high school, but deep enough to satisfy the most advanced planning professional. Normally, this information is reserved for professionals and some of those professionals tend to hang this stuff over their clients' heads. So I think that's why a lot of people frown on Wall Street. A lot of these secrets, you know, in quotes, have been held up as a way to sell things to people. And so we're going to avoid that. You know, I might, I can sell you some planning software. Um, I might sell you a financial plan. I might charge you to manage your investments if you need me to but that's you can do all this stuff yourself if you want and that's that's on you some people come to me and they just want me to do it for them and that costs you you know and it's but you know they say that if you add a financial professional into your life on all three of these fronts a financial you know advisor you know CFP a CPA and an, and an estate attorney, that's the trifecta. You got a good start if you've got those three people. And, you know, some people are like, hey, I don't, I don't like those kind of people. And, you know, they're broke. <laughs> so you can either be broke and have no one do it all yourself and you're broke or you just, you know, you can hire somebody and it's going to be better for you because you're learning things, learning stuff. Like we said earlier, investing in yourself when you're hiring these professionals, you're 
the other letters behind my name are chartered financial consultant. I'm a cons- I'm consulting you on your finances. And so this is the cheap route. You know, you bought the book, you got a free book <laughs> and you got the audio book. You might've paid up a little bit for the audio, but you know, you want to step into the real deal, get into the Academy, you know, financial plan Academy, build your own financial plan, do that. And then if you do decide to go work with a financial planner, at least you'll have done all that stuff. And then you, you guys can have a way better conversation. You know, that's my, that's my real goal is to get you to have a good conversation with a professional so that eventually you don't have to do anything. You're out there enjoying your life and you're not stressed out about money. You've hacked your wealth. You, you got the secrets. You rolled with them and now you're hacking it. And you're doing fun stuff. And if you're giving back, you want to give back, great. I want you to give back. I do. You know, charitable giving. We talk about that in the last chapter. I'm a big, you know, you, I don't believe that you should be talking about that a lot. But I like to talk to my clients about it. And then they go do that. And then if they want to, you know, I don't call it bragging. But if they want to come tell me what they did, because I ask, you know. But you don't need to go bragging about helping people and taking pictures on Instagram and you know, I'm guilty of that from time to time where I want to support the organization. So I will promote the organization while we're volunteering there in order to up their visibility, right? To help them with that. But, you know, if I'm donating money, no one knows that. I'm doing that behind the scenes, you know, or, you know, some people might see you do it, but you're not hanging on to that as something good that you did. That's just the end result of you getting the money in the first place. You got it. Now you're giving it back. That's what you're going to do. And then it's just going to keep happening. The more you give, the more it comes back to you. It's crazy. I mean, it is amazing how quickly that mindset works. Abundance. You come, it comes in and it comes out, goes flowing through you. (laughs) Just that's what happens. And if you're the expert in all this, you determine the rate that it comes in and out. You know, if you want to save some for a little bit, just don't make as much go out. And you want to make more, then you go bust. Go, You got to go do it. You have to go take action to get the money to come in. And it's got to be inspired action, knowing everyone you deal with, you got to say, yeah, it's going to come out. <laughs> it's going to come out eventually. It's going to come back to you for helping me. You know, we're helping each other. Everyone's helping everyone. That's abundance mindset. We're all in it together. We're all doing good stuff. And if it was more like that, then it'd be good stuff, right? All right, CPA. So anyways, that's just the three things, you know, three people that you shouldn't be mad at. (laughs) You know, don't be mad at your financial advisor. He's trying to help you get money. Don't be mad at your CPA. CPA. He's trying to save you money on taxes. If that person is the same person, you know, a CPA, CFP guy type of person, more power to you. Um, but sometimes you need to. Like, it's hard to understand the entire tax code and then and then do financial planning, wealth management on the other side. It's tough. That's a lot going on there, you know. So you got to have a big team. So if you get working with somebody that's got a big team, great, you know, check us out. We're doing that, <laughs> you know, but it's work. It's all work. It's all work. Okay, next chapter. Beget an abundance mindset to extend your vision. So you look up the word beget. 
in Webster Dictionary, you're going to find this meaning. To produce, especially as an effect or outgrowth. Again, you just want to be outgrowing yourself, your thoughts, everything always growing. Growth mindset. You might hear that from time to time. Some cinnamons, synonyms. Sorry, I had cinnamon last night in my, <laughs> my apple cider. Uh, synonyms to bring about, generate, produce, or yield. So beget an abundance mindset is a reset of your, your mindset to beget a new mindset. So you want to reset your old mindset and beget a new one. Beget a new one. One that's going to enable you to see things differently than you have before. And you want to save some of the old vision, but you want to see new vision through somebody eye, somebody's eyes that are abundant and happy. Back in the Industrial Revolution, the best interests of these company owners was to keep their people uneducated. Keep the workers at a low wage. Keep them dumbed down. But you got the internet, man. You got the freaking world in your phone at this moment. It's right in your pocket. In many ways, you know, some of these companies are still trying to do that. Yet you got the whole world in your pocket. And you got to just change your mindset because you're thinking like your boss wants you to think. <laughs> That's what's hurting you. You want to help him, but they're gonna, he's going to help you too. Or she, you know, she's going to her mindset is going to understand that there's enough wealth in this world to make everyone pretty well off if we just had it all equal you know i'm not a socialist or i'm not a so this isn't about politics this is about the planet there is so much here for every one of us it's everywhere you just stop and look around it's freaking amazing it's so beautiful. I, everything I look at every day, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. It started snowing today here in Seattle. It is freaking beautiful. And I'm so lucky. And we're so lucky. You know, yeah, I had I had a great family coming up. But I've also been fully disabled. It sucked. I was so mad. I was angry. I was, I was raised with that reverse mindset. I, I created it in myself. You know, my mom is a saint. She's a beautiful angel on this planet. I love you, mom. But they just weren't that good at money. That's it. That's all. Now you're going to be better at money. <laughs> this is going to help you. So it's going to be good. We're going to beget a new abundance mindset together. And we're going to keep working on it. I'm excited. I know a lot of wonderful artists out there. I'm an artist, musician here in Seattle. I'm, uh, you know, there's ev they're everywhere. You can throw a rock and hit a musician here in Seattle. Some of them are super broke. <laughs> you know, they're very happy though. There are some musicians, some artists that are the happiest people because they're filled with love and passion for art. And even art though, it's going to intersect with commerce. There's going to be money crossing the path of the art. It's serious. It's going to happen. And I've been put, I've been painting, you know, I've got this painting, right? Okay. So David, high tone, the man, he's a great, beautiful artist. 
and he's starting to come into his own and he's selling artwork and he's making a living off it and it's freaking awesome and his mindset his creativity his passion you know he's working hard at that now and he's selling art i'm like yeah you know but that's hard he's working <laughs> he's busting his ass you know and that mindset is amazing he's oh my gosh begetting that next mindset artists that can do that oh my gosh it's amazing you know constantly educating yourself getting better at your craft that's what most wealthy folks have in common i mean if you're look if you see around you're like whoa these guys are really good at that one thing they're they got it they got passion around it and they just keep getting better at it they're learning they're reading they're teaching other people they're updating their knowledge base they got you know i got the big stacks of book my poor wife she's got there's books everywhere and you know i read i go through them quickly and then i take the concepts and i devour them and then put the book down you know you got to do that that's you can do it in your pocket that's my point where you know with the internet everything is there listen to a podcast and crank up the speed you know it's like you could jam information in your brain like the matrix at this point you know you just turn the speed up and focus on it listen you know don't watch tv tv sucks that's wealth hacking secret number one tv turn off your freaking tv horrible there oh my gosh what a oh you know turn off your tv okay beget b-e-g-e-t begetting the mindset that begets wealth requires being a lifelong learner constantly educating yourself is one thing that most wealthy folks have in common. CEOs, always reading, always learning, updating their knowledge. You need to know what it is that you really want, though. You know, you have to be about something. And we're talking about narrowing that down so you can be super clear about it. I'm going to help you do that. My grandpa taught me to do that. All the gurus out there are teaching you to do that. You need to know what you want and then get it out of your head and into the world. <laughs> I know it sounds super easy. I know it's hard, but you just do it. <laughs> it's so simple once you start at it. You, you, That's what we did back then. We took my grandpa and I, we took these illustrations, these ideas in our head. We put them on paper and they started turning real. You know, and unfortunately, you got to keep track of your health at the same time. So, you know, but here we are, 2020, have major advancements in physical fitness. I mean, these Peloton bikes and all this stuff going on. I mean, oh, it's amazing. Now, you know, we can work out. We don't even have to go to the gym. You just have it in your house and somebody's telling you what to do. And it costs you like, you know, 10 bucks a month. You put down the Netflix subscription and pick up a Peloton subscription and start riding your bike with these folks. I don't know how much that costs, but it sounds like fun. I was listening to somebody talk about it today. I might need to get up on that. There's, I heard they're making some cheaper alternatives, but it sounds like fun. Anyways, you got to know what you want. 47 years later, 
my grandpa, the things that I was talking about with my grandpa, some of these stuff is just happening, you know. When I was a kid, I had a communicator from Star Trek, like this fake piece of plastic. And I remember flipping it up and talking into it like I was talking in outer space. You know, beam me up, Scotty. And <laughs> that's like happening now. I mean, we're literally talking to people on cell phones while they're in airplanes. You know, like this, that's... <laughs> That's it. That's what I was thinking about doing, and it's happening. It's crazy. You know, that's what we thought about, and now it's going down. So, chaos is king, but Zen is God. Sometimes life can feel chaotic, right? Family, friends, clients, kids, they all need you. You got to be there. Your calendar's crammed full of stuff, and chaos, and all the mentality, and you're living in this society, you know, and you got, got a bustle. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, you choose to do that. That's your choice. And you're like, no, Andy, I got to do it. And I'm like, oh, you're choosing to do it. That's what you're doing. I get it. I get it. I did it. I'm doing it. But you got to slow down in the middle of the disarray and find a state of calm flow. You got to flow. That's where you're going to find wealth. It's where that's where the money's at. That's where the ideas are. That's where you're gonna get into a place where things start happening in real time with your vision of them. It, it's it's surreal, but it's real. <laughs> this is it. This is what you can do. Then you're gonna be. You can be confident, and you can come across that way. But you don't have to be a a, a douche. You know. You can understand that you can be present in the moment. You can live with empathy for the other person and not think about yourself and just enjoy that person having their experience, whatever it is, you know, be there with them in their experience. That is, that is abundance. That is wealth. That is hacking wealth. You know, extend that vision of your dream and your team and, your ambition, everything, you know, build up good people around you. I believe the financial services industry is due for a change. You know, my industry, the one that I'm in, it's been a good old boy club forever. This thing is, it's, you know, it had been bad, but more and more lately, I've got the pleasure to work with some ultra smart, ultra wealthy women that are changing this thing daily. And it's awesome. I can't wait to see more of that. I love, I love that. It's very cool. And that's a, they, and they are smart and abundant and they are taking it seriously. They are experts in this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's it's real nice. And, you know, cuz some of those dudes you're just like, "Really? That that's a that, that's a worn out thought process. You might want to freaking renovate that into this 2020 era and listen to what some, you know, some of these sharp uh professional women are saying, man, especially in financial services, you know. Whew, it's good. So, Sharing some of these tips and tricks with each other, you know, even bringing 
you know, bringing some of this stuff to your team, bringing up the, you know, sharing these ideas with folks is going to help you because you're helping them, right? We talked about that. That's it's all comes back around. So this abundance deal, um, you know, we're going to do it together. You're going to, you're going to be looking for what are called these full stack partners. I call them full stack partners. So I'm gonna give you an example. I know a chiropractor constantly bringing in these 